Welcome to the Morphtastic Podcast. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. Welcome back to the Morphtastic Podcast, people. It's uh, George, your host from Elite Geckos. We've got our co-host today, Peter from PM Geckos. We've got a man in demand today. It's Texas Kid Reptiles, Christian. Uh, thank you for coming on to the show today, Christian. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. So starting off, Christian, this, this is the question I always ask at the start. So how did it all start for you? When did you get into breeding reptiles? Uh, I know you've been breeding other animals. So how did it all sort of start for you? Oh, man, I grew up with animals. Uh, I grew up the farm life, like, you know, um, ever since I was little, old, since I was old enough to carry like a feed bucket. My dad had me out there feeding chickens and going to give alfalfa to the rabbits and the goats and so ever since since I was old enough to walk, pretty much walk safely, my dad would make me go do some chores outside, go go work with those animals, and yeah, it just it just, it just grew on me. Um, when you do it every day, you just learn to to love it. Um, seeing at seeing animals grow um, from baby to adult, it was like just fascinating just to watch life mm-hmm. and see the progress. How I just love seeing that progress. So. If it takes feeding them every day, um, feeding them right, the best that you can give them, and it it's all worth it to me. Like, but yeah, um, and then after that, like, I wasn't really into reptiles till I was like uh, out of high school. Well, pretty, in in high school was when my uh, my fascination kind of started. Um, my my buddy he got a a bearded dragon, and he had he had like two tortoises. And uh, I'd, I'd go over play and and we'd be playing Xbox, right? And he'd be chilling with a bearded, like, on his shoulders. I'm like, oh, shoot. Oh, okay. and, and, I was, and I wanted to always hold it, but I was always scared. And then um, <laughs> we, he, like, one day he, like, he just put it on me and, and I just was like, wow, I'm doing it. <laughs> so, yeah, I love it. Then, <laughs> Don't yeah, me. Because growing up, my dad, uh, he always, like, he was, like, Every snake that we saw, we kind of had to go after because they'd go for the chickens, the chicks. Mm. So um, we grew up like that, but obviously it's that narrow mindset. But luckily, um, as, as, as I grew up, I learned to appreciate all animals, stuff. not like not just the farm, but um, everything like in life has, it has a purpose. So these snakes, these reptiles, it's just it's just fascinating. And luckily, I was able to, to open my eyes and just because it's it like this like this hobby is wonderful man it's like there's so many different species they all have personalities and it's just fascinating just to see each individual animal and they each have that personality and it's just cool so yeah um um, when i started holding that that bearded dragon it just grew on me right like we like we we'd be playing xbox and he'd be chilling on me so of course um i ended up going to get my own bearded dragon but at the time, I got him from a pet store, so he didn't last long. So it's like you uh, live and you learn. But, yeah. but yeah, I mean, they started with the bearded. <laughs> it gave you that fire that, like, we all get it. Like, all it takes is once you've gone to that one show or that one reptile store, and they get you out it's an animal, and you're holding it. It's that you all of a sudden, you, like, you start feeling your scales yeah. come out. Like, I want them. Yeah. So that's yeah. similar with uh, Kristen. And so, around uh, what age were you when you got your first uh, leopard gecko? Uh, I, w- I was already, I was already moved out. I was already with, I was already living like on my own. So I was about 20. I know. I, no, I forget. I'm wrong. Let's do this. Um, the, so it's, it's, it's 2013. So 
back right like right before COVID, like 2020. Mm, so, okay. Like late 2019, early 2020. And how did it start um, off? Did it start off with just like getting one or two? Did you get a pair or I, I got I got a pair. No, I think I got three. Um, dude, I started buying them quick, man. Like, well, you got the bug. So, uh, yeah, the bug kicks in quick. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, well, the the first geckos that I bought off of was from my local buddy. He turned out to be like my best friend, my partner. Uh, we'll talk about him more about mm-hmm. him more later. It's uh, Aaron. Uh, at the time, he was a Cenozoic reptilia, and dude, I uh, found a Craigslist ad. And I was just like, I don't know, I was just trying to see what was out there. Uh, I don't know. And then I saw a leopard gecko and then out and I was like, oh, cool. So I hit him up and then um, he had amazing geckos. I, I would have never expected to find such crazy geckos on Craigslist, like such quality. Mm, yeah. So he started giving me prices and stuff and he had so many options. And um, immediately when I saw pictures, I was like, whoa, these these things are sick like these are insanely cool so um i don't know and then that's when i started doing research right so for like three whole days i just researched the morphs that he sent me and i was just like going hard like you know every 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 possibility because me in like growing up i was a collector like you know i collected cards i collected trading cards and i just as soon as i see something that i like it's like i gotta have it Mm. <laughs> yeah. I need ten and, of them as and, well. <laughs> yeah, um, I I have that addictive kind of personality, but I think that we all do. Which oh yeah, it, definitely, it, I definitely it, do. Sure, it, it can be a bad thing, but I mean, as as long as it's something positive, it's like there's nothing wrong with it. So, but yeah, I mean, that's how it started, and then I acquired my two or three geckos. I like I say, I forgot. I, I think it was three. Um, it was a uh, oh, let me let me name them off. If I name them off, um, I'll remember. It was a uh, Max Snow, Rainwater, uh, Typhoon, Pet Cyclone, Male. And then I bought um, a High Contrast, Reverse Strike, Max Snow, Trento. Oh, um, that was the one that kind of got me hooked was the Reverse Strike Trento. When, when when I got her, it was like I knew that I was going to breed her. Like, she was too cool. Right. Yeah, and it was like, no, I, about that. Because you have and like a breeder's I, mindset as well, with obviously the other stuff you've yeah. done with your farming well, yeah, and stuff. Actually, yeah. Did you, yeah. you, you probably had what we didn't have at the start. Like when I first started breeding, it was just putting two geckos together where you already, you're probably looking at these geckos already thinking, what can oh, I yeah. do? How can I improve this stripe? Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So did, did that work with you exactly. as well? Yeah, exactly. Since, like I say, I started breeding animals real young. I used to breed rabbits. So I, when when I was young, I already had like five lines, five different breeds like of rabbits, and and I was breeding those already successfully. So yeah, I had that same mindset. Like, what can I do with these? Mm. So yeah, pretty much, guys. Would you say that? Would you say Aaron? Uh, from CNA Reptilia was almost like a mentor for you in your first. Like, we all needed that. I was talking to Peter off camera. Yeah. I had a, a yeah. good mentor at the start, like because if it, it's a very hard hobby to get into. Uh, so was it? I'm assuming you had someone like Aaron there, you know, under your wing, giving you advice. Yeah, um, Aaron was always like in my corner. He always gave me the best options for like picking up geckos. Like he would give me options of pairs, like you know, mm. of, of pairs that that were that were gonna set me up for for success so me uh him just doing that shows showed showed his his true passion and um just he's just a genuine person and he cares about what about what he was selling you 
So um, I, I ever, ever since I saw him doing that, it's like I could tell that he cares about like about me, about my plans, and it's just a cool thing. And that's how you find those good friends. And so yeah, um, yeah. reached off right away too. You got I, me like I'll, he probably read you off right away, and he's like, dude. Oh, like yeah. all people, um, they need a good start. Like if you're starting off in the hobby, a good start right. with a good like you know plan is yeah the way to go. Yeah, I mean like it there's no better. It saves a lot that. of time. Yeah, exactly, and it saves time. It saves money for the person. But yeah, I mean he he always hooked me up with the best, and like I say, he was fair with me with the prices. So I just kept going back to him. It's like that's great business. So you got to take care of uh, good friends like that because I I never knew that that he would have been my start into this whole thing and. I'm grateful oh, yeah. to be where I'm at now. I'm grateful to be here because he he set me up for that, and uh, we turned out to be great partners. So yeah, he's a great guy. That's that's, that's yep. awesome, man. Uh, while we're talk- while we're on the the subject with Aaron, if you don't mind us asking, how did because I we I know you accumulated Aaron's collection and these projects. Uh, how did it all sort of come about? Like, did his projects work with you with your projects? That hence why you took the leap. Because I know you were really good friends beforehand, so. In a way, yeah. it, it'll be like me if I was going to sell my collection. Probably someone like Peter or Jay, if they wanted it, wanted it, they would be sort of be the first to get it. If that makes sense. Does that sort of yeah. how did it sort of work for you? Well, it was like I think that he asked me first, just because uh, we had already partnered up on on previous deals, like for for uh, Ball Python. So we were already. He knew that he could count on me when if like if he called on me and if I needed something, he that mm. he would pull through for me. So. Um, he called on me and I, I didn't hesitate. It's like, I, I maybe thought about it for like a night for like one day, but I hit him up right away. Cause at that time I had already produced like, uh, 60 animals that year, sold most of them except, uh, holdbacks. So I sold like 50 animals and that already gave me the, the confidence to, uh, not even worry. It's like, I was fully confident in my ability that I could take the collection over and, and um, just, progress it and no I, I wasn't really worried I had full confidence in myself because I've done other small like like endeavors I used to have a plant shop I used to do a lot of stuff so I had a storefront at one point so I'm confident in my ability to work hard enough and I, I knew that I could handle that um that challenge because I was already headed in that direction um maybe not as fast but Man, how could I not turn down a collection? An opportunity arise, which yes, you, could not, yeah. you could not turn yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah. You, it's like, I, w- I was already thinking about uh, going all, all in because, of course, I had the ball pythons too, and I was already hatching out clutches. So I, so I had proved it to myself. Like, I can do this breeding stuff, like, mm. if I really put my my heart and soul to it. So the collection that I that I acquired was just the cherry on, on the top. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Are there any uh, plans of like you continuing any of like Aaron's projects, or was that you inquiring oh, yeah. his collection just completely like now it blew your mind and now you're gonna like make some other new projects that spark new projects up with you or anything like that? No. Well, luckily since I was acquiring from him mostly, um, I would. So how 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 I see it is, I was working one way and he was going this other way, but we're doing similar projects. We had, we thought so light. There were projects like, um, I'll show some later. Some were, unless you guys want me to pull them out now. I don't know. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. While you're, yeah. Makes sense. So anyone so, watching this, if you, if you're listening to this on Spotify, you will we'll be able to, to see the yeah. geckos on YouTube. Yeah. All right, guys. So, um, like I say, 
we had similar projects. So the way I would do it is we were we're working with like different males, but like sisters, like you know, of the mm. of the similar project. Because he had his whole box that he produced, and then I bought some. So they kind of cross back good to each to to each other because um, that's how line breeding works. And with a little outcross, but then you bring them back. Um, they stuck. have those still. You you have those tight gene pools, so you start getting nice stuff. Like this is a let's see, this is a a fireball, a white and yellow fireball crossed to a rainbow stripe. That's beautiful. That, yeah, that that Aaron had produced. Now let me show you. Let me put her back real quick. Do you find, as a breeder, okay. while well, you got the gecko there, because I, I noticed it's got quite a nice structure to it. Do you, is that oh, something oh, yeah. else you look into into your breeding? Do you do you go by yeah. structure as well? Yeah, um, coming from the poultry breeding, it's all about structure. Mm. The, the the body conformation is a is uh, something that you have to uh, select for because it's very important when you're breeding uh, animals. Um, you you want to give them that vigor that, that they should have their their structure. It's the I feel like every breed should have a standard of the of the animal how. Like the head structure, the the leg angles. I feel like everything should have that because that's how where I come from is from from strict rules. Like you know, mm. like some of the chickens like that I breed, you have to have a certain length like of a leg. Yeah. So like they can't have like oh like legs over three inches. So yeah, yeah. all that you have you have to breed for that structure, and um, a lot of people don't take that take that into account. But. I mean, yeah, I was just going to say, yeah. it gets, it gets undershadowed. Yeah, like some of those inbred, uh, those inbred geckos, like black knights, like you can mm. tell, like their structure, they just yeah. look meek, like, you know, they look anemic, but with crosses, you, you, you mostly get like some, some robust geckos. So this is, uh, he's a little more on the tangerine side, but I produced this one from uh, pretty much the similar pairing, but a different male. And now this this male is going to cross back with that that other one that I just showed because okay. it's going to fit like a puzzle piece. Yeah. And you see that he's a little more faded out right now, but he's got that full red stripe. So. Yeah, that's that's um, a good that's a cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So it's it's little things like that where um, great minds think alike, you know. So. Um, but also, you you both will naturally have what you. That you'd be stuff Aaron likes that you might not necessarily like. So I understand what you're saying yeah. that we've got joint projects, but there's Aaron has his side of the project and I have my side of the project. Like they yeah, might his vision. Yeah. Like your vision sure. is I like the stripes, but uh, Aaron's might be I like the head stamp. But you're still working on the sure. same project, but you both have yeah. like the different. Yeah, you like the different variants. Exactly. Yeah. So that was the beautiful thing. Um, art collections fit really well. But yeah, I mean, um, as a breeder, we all select for different traits that we all like. So mm. I mean, every the the selection is going to be different for everyone, and what you do with with those animals, that's up to you. But I mean, we're the the artists, but so that's how it, that's how it goes. You just gotta work with what you like. But I but I was just lucky that everything that he liked, I pretty much fell in love with. <laughs> yeah, that's so, what we thought. <laughs> yeah, kind of works out. So, yeah, definitely. But yeah, yeah I mean. Um, I could keep showing geckos. I could show more later, spaced out. You, yeah, so show, me, tell me. Show, show me like another like two, another pair. Okay, let me show you. Let me show you some bangles. Yeah, um, perfect. <laughs> perfect. Bang- <laughs> I, I, I fell in love with the bangles. Well, let me start with the... I have different examples of, of, of bangles right here. 
So the Bengals are from Bold and Bright, uh, Rudy. They're pretty much like bold tangerines, fire bold cro- crosses. Pretty pretty much just like a, just bold tangerines. Mm-hmm. But um, it's it's kind of Rudy's uh, his signature line. So this is this would be like a pure a pure Bengal right here. Beautiful, yeah, stunning. Yeah. So she kind of has like the fire bold style, but she's more on on the yellow side. Um, some of them can hatch out really tangerine. Some can look more on on the yellow side. So I really like that that slight variance. So I'm gonna work her towards more that that yellow side, and then um, watch. Let me show you. I see a lot more. of uh, a lot of people are starting to you know work towards to work with the yellow stuff. Yeah, so when, yeah. When I first got into the scene back in 2016, yellow was a big thing. There's a lot of high yellows. Now people are sort of deteriorated from the yellow and going more onto the the tangy stuff. But yeah, it's not. It is nice to start seeing people working with the yellow stuff yeah. again. Yeah, yeah I agree so, with that as well. I kind of like that people work on the yellow stuff. I think also this person working with like trying to get yellow instead of caratel, it's like mm. yellow tail. That'd be pretty sick too. Oh, that's stunning. Yes, it's lovely. So, yeah. Oh, he's chomping on my finger. Well, this is a <laughs> this is a male right here that we got from a bangle cross to a, a reverse stripe cotton candy raptor. So he so he's going to be leading some some future projects that we're going to cross back to uh, another similar fe- a female from the year prior that already has the same uh, genetic cross. So luckily, that's uh, that's one of the projects that Aaron was already thinking uh, ahead on. So now I just need to finish that that project. But that was the cross between the Bengal and the Reverse Stripe Cotton Candy Raptor. So hopefully oh, this beautiful. year we'll we'll get the first uh, Bengal Raptor. <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. But beautiful. and then we'll see if it comes if, hope- if, if if it comes out with a cotton candy side, like on the pinkish side. We'll see how it goes. And it might even lure Aaron back out back into the game. Yeah. Come on, Aaron. Yeah. Dude, I'm I, I hope he does, bro. I hope he does come back. I, I have a lot of respect for Aaron. He's one of the most humble Aaron. people. I love yeah. yeah. Mo- most humble people you'll ever meet. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I told him, dude, when when it, when when you're ready, you you name it. Anything's yours. You just say. You just tell me when. So I love those kind of relationships in the hobby. That's what it's all about. It's like it's been geckos with me and with, with me and Peter. I'm like Peter, man. That that G Project clown. He's like, bro, take it. Yeah, especially with my like my friends, it's for sure. Stunning, oh, stunning, bro. I'm dude. I love bolts. They gave me like this is another. That is my that's thing. A, that's another Bangalore right there. So I've got a couple like that. They're going to be leading that that pure Bengal line, um, but with fresh blood. So we'll see how we'll see how it goes, man. So but, yeah, I, I mean, we. I I'm thought it had band in it. What's that? I thought it, uh, oh, uh, how it looks, I, yeah, I thought it might have had like bandit or like maybe it, it gives me that look of almost like a bumblebee bandit, you know, the well, old school. Well, in Bangor, yeah. there is bandit and Halloween mask in the lineage. Yeah. So, oh, there is. I'm oh, gonna okay. Show you, this is an an example of the bandit. Look at that. But that's oh. Bangor right there. That's yeah. Bangor. I, I got offered uh, big money for, for, for this mail, but I turned it down. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I would say yeah, that's stunning. Even with those lavenders on the sides as well. Yeah, those little breaks. Yeah, like, yeah. I love beautiful. That. So he he's gonna be a very important male for us here, but we'll see how it goes. I mean, I've got a lot of uh of good options, so fingers crossed. 
That's what it's. That's what it's. How, how are you finding? I know you're. I work with Red Diamond. I know Peter's worked with Red Diamonds. Do you, Do you like working with the Red Diamond stuff? I know from what I've done Ooh, yeah. so far, it works really well as a cross. Some tangerines cross together. Just sometimes they just can be a bit meh. But Red mm-hmm. Diamond, Red Diamond seems to be a good line to cross because everything I cross yeah. with it comes out very nice. Have you seen yeah. similar yeah. things? Yeah, definitely. I I crossed them um, to Firebolt. I crossed them to um, let me show you my my nail red diamond. I, so I crossed them to Firebolt. Um, what else did I do? Uh, to a, to to some bold tangerines. But this is the male red oh. diamond. I, I, yeah, I got him bad. from uh from from Wally from from Hard Rock Leopard Geckos. Um, but he's produced nothing but fire. So. That, that needs some stone wash. That... Yeah, <laughs> <man. laughs> yeah. So that that red diamond stuff is good with a lot of stuff. I mean, mm. everything that that it throws, it just throws those bright burnt burnt pattern down the back. Yeah. I just love it. What I also like with I'm red diamond as well is I don't know whether yeah. you've noticed uh, the first year or two with with my ones anyway. It might not necessarily be the same for you, but with my red diamonds, the first year or two they're really bright and when they start to go into their third four year of age they dilute but that benefits me they go into like a stonewashed look i don't know if you've seen the red diamond they go like into this pastity and it's i love it i that's the look i absolutely love nice that's still, that stone wash i've i've seen it it i, I love that i love that look so yeah I, have send, I might have to send some... <laughs> oh, i know 100 100 so i want to talk about the roosters bro because of my cuban heritage i grew up in a household where we had at least 15 or 17 little rooster figurines so i grew up loving roosters so yeah. i gotta know how you started off with that and if you want to tell me how from you breeding your roosters how that transitioned into you breeding your leopard geckos sure um yeah um roosters i grew up with them like carrying a feed bucket man I I would just fascinated just seeing how how prideful of an animal those roosters are. There's no other there's no at no animal that's more more proud and more honorable than a rooster. I think that they're the t- they're 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 very respectable and, and animals. And my dad always told me that there's a lot that you can learn from a rooster. Um, my dad would just be walking outside one day and then he'd tell me, "Look at that rooster right there." He's walking proud. He's singing loud. He's 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 everything that a rooster should be, and everything that a man should be. Um, a rooster. He's a man. He's he's a. It, it's an, an an animal of honor. Like you know, mm. he's gonna defend his territory. He's gonna protect his woman, his head, and um, he's he's gotta be the loudest. He's gotta be the proudest. He's gotta be the prettiest. That's just they. They have a certain confidence to them that I just love seeing it's just and so i always say that if i had like a spirit animal it might be a rooster it'd be the rooster. yeah it, it, what you yeah. said is true when you see them they do sort of walk of like they, a they perk ah, up yeah you know, uh, this, a, this, this here yeah, is mine <laughs> yeah, it's really yeah. true i like that i yeah. like that yeah so it's those little farm lessons that, that that you know my dad like instilled in me that made me appreciate animals like you know i can't just like that stuff that that that's a memory that I'll, I'll never like forget. And, um, it just made me appreciate uh, animals that were in my backyard and you, you learn to be proud of what you have and what you work with and what, and, and what you've acquired. 
because it takes a lot of work. You just don't get 200 roosters out of nowhere. You have to produce those roosters. Yeah, and, um, and with those roosters, um, the selection is really tough because it's different coming from the poultry world because um, like in geckos, if if anything were to, to hatch out, like say with, a, with the chick, if it has a crooked toe, if it has a, an, an eye defect, um, usually those are coals. Like, you know, we've, we've got to put those animals down. Mm. And um, it's it's different because for for them, it's a, a matter of animal welfare. Um, if it has crooked toes, that that, that rooster is not going to be able to to ever roost. Right. So he's so he's going to be struggling his whole life. So we look at it at a different way. So usually those get cold. So coming, so coming from a strict, uh, bre- from strict breeding programs as a young kid, it's just like, I learned the importance of working with good stuff. Mm. And, um, but with, with geckos, you can el- eliminate that by working with the genetics that are like top tier. Um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, the selection is different. So I look at, at, I look at geckos very strict. Like, you know, if it doesn't mean like a standard, um, I'm like, I'm going to sell the gecko, which mm that's just how that's how i am i'm i'm real strict and then um i like i breed show birds too so when i have an animal judged I, it's got to be the best that's that i could produce that year like you know so so out of like 100 chickens uh 100 chicks we'd only end up with maybe half of them and then um that's that's so how strict, strict. Like, like it would be yeah and uh, those those animals don't go to uh, waste. Of course, we give them to like family friends that would butcher them, and they get mm-hmm. used. Yeah. So, so technically, ethics are are different. But I mean, technically, it's the most ethical thing, and that's why roosters are so advanced and they're the most pure that they are now than in the past. Because no, if they if they have defects, they're they're not going to get put out there, so people can't reproduce more substandard animals. Yeah, they won't muddy the waters. Exactly. If not, everything just declines, and we're and we're gonna have make, basically mongrels is mm. is what we call roosters that are cropped. So um, yeah, the breeding is really different. But I feel like coming from a strict background of, of breeding, I have like different views on uh, how to handle like a breeding program because we bred animals pure. Like my dad has had roosters for fifty years that he bred pure, and he never added outside blood. So it takes a real skilled breeder to be able to, to achieve that and to keep a, like a line pure. So I just fell in love with, with those roosters. Cause like my dad would tell me, look, you see that rooster right there? That rooster was, was owned. Well, that line was owned by a, I forgot what president, but in the 1700s, you know, like in the 1790s, um, the president raised those game fowl on the white house lawn like you know or or something like that so some crazy we have lines some crazy history and they've been bred pure for 200 plus years and it's just it was fascinating to me That's and amazing. Um, do you get the same sort so, of issues with reptiles though with the birds I, I think i had this conversation with you before i know like i i everything when when i see the like with geckos when i see the term like pure i always say most projects that are pure have had to have this is wow. with geckos. Something has had to been put into it to start yeah. with geckos. Five, six years, we got to sort of add new blood to, you know, prevent the the defects and the like, you know, the bad blood and the fertility, etc. Do you get that with, yeah. the, with the with the chickens as well? Do you have to add something new, or is it completely? Different? No, like we can run the same family for two hundred years without issue. You just know how to. You just got to know how and when to back cross. When to 
But as far as inbreeding depression, you it's not really noticeable. The if things if things were to occur, like if they were too inbred, like it it wouldn't affect the structure like of a bird or um an animal. So um the don't the, the only thing is that it would affect was is like fertility. Mm. But that oh, that's okay. as but as a breeder, that's how you have to know when to back off and when you can inbreed, like you know. That's yeah. a part of working with animals. It comes with experience. So um, inbreeding, it's basically to bring out the defects, like, you know, um, the way we see it. When, when when you inbreed, say, like, a brother and, and a sister. I'm ready to get technical. <laughs> you disgusting. I, 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 love, I love talking breeding. I could talk it all day. So say if you inbreed a brother and, and a sister, you might get a couple defects, but you're going to get the top 10% from that pairing because you're you're selecting the best example from the pairing Mm. so you take you take the best ones and then you start working with those and then you can you can work those down say like the dad side or you can work them down the mom side and you run you start to run two separate lines but adjacent and then that's how you can run these lines and then if if you do have to back cross you just cross it but I mean, it's fresh blood because it, it's going outside, like, you know, gotcha. so yeah. the breed, the breeding is a little different, but I feel like a lot of people worry about inbreeding stuff. I mean, mm. you have to, you have to know that inbreeding is for a purpose. It's like, 100%. You're, you have to select the best one and then you work from that. And then because selection is like the little details, like, you know, the banding, um, the stripes, the head stamp. It, you you can work with anything, so you can breed for anything. If you want geckos with a with with the chubbier head, you can select the geckos with a chubbier head and or the wider head. It's like, and people don't know that, but it just takes those little. It, it takes that eye for the detail, because like with the chickens, you can breed for the position of the legs on the body. You can mm. move them to the front. You can move. You can oh. move them to the back to give them That's that taller stance, and um, it's just. That's all polygenics. So that's uh, they're they're measurable traits. So stuff like that you can breed towards, and um, we also breed towards things like uh, immunity to uh, to illness. That's so, crazy. I, so how like, mad's that? I yeah it yeah. So I'm really we're really strict when it comes to our breeding. So we don't breed any sick animals. So if if a bird sneezes, if if a bird sneezes like a cold, he he gets cold because. Mm. We don't we don't want to breed weak animals, and the chickens are are at the point where I don't where I don't hear anyone sick. I haven't heard anyone sick in like forever. But we we've terrified. Bred, like, don't kill me. But, <laughs> yeah, <it's> like, <laughs> no, but the the result is no sick chickens. So it, it's like yeah. you 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 have animals that, that aren't going to get sick. It's the best, yeah. yeah. So you're like, right, this this one, this is the best egg layer. This is the yeah, I know, I, yeah. Exactly. It makes total sense. Exactly. It does, but that's that's crazy it. to think you can get to that level of line breeding that you can you can prevent things like health, like with sicknesses yeah. and stuff. Yeah, that's, that's, that's that is crazy. Yeah, that is so crazy. I, I believe that's true with reptiles to a certain extent. I, I haven't personally uh, seen it because I'm already starting, but I'm well, not starting, but. You know what I mean? It takes more time to, mm. to be able to, to see it. But um, I feel like if someone were to test, like, like you know, um, immunity, like on these reptiles, like, you know, it, it's, 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 it's a measurable trait is all I'm saying. 
<laughs> but yeah. yeah, I mean, I have different views like on breeding stuff. So I mean, they may be controversial to most breeders what what their standard is, but that's it, um, you you have to always like evolve. Like you know, don't don't be afraid to try breed, breeding yeah. methods from something else because it may implement and it may work out good. And, yeah, yeah. You 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 learn to evolve, so it's pretty cool. I, but, I love talking breeding. Like you said <laughs> earlier, you said that uh, line breeding can it sometimes gets spoken down on, and that's absolutely right. It's like if you buy anything from a pure like like black knight or red diamond, soon soon as you made that purchase, people are already going. Do you know about the infertility? Do you know about it's so heavily line bred? But how yeah. mutations are made is through line breeding. That's how we. Yeah. That's how we get most of our stuff, especially with the poly stuff. Like a tangerine has started. Every leopard gecko wasn't a tang. It got line bred. Someone got one with a little bit of orange line bred. Line bred. Line bred is basically everything that what we are in in yeah. geckos. So I just think it does get frowned upon because I do see it all the time. I do think there should be appropriate crossing. You know, especially with stuff like super snows. Yeah. You see structures oh, yeah, shoes and stuff like that. And yeah. that there's in, in I think it's ham at the ham show. I'm thinking of potentially banning super snow clips, but super snow clips was as a morph from way past our time. And now, now, but I think that the issue with super snow, super snow clips is that's our doing that's us breeding the bad structures and things like yeah. duck face and stuff is something that's due to us breeding. And, you know, if you produce a duck face, that shouldn't be, I'm not saying some people do sell duck faces and it ain't an issue, but if you want to prevent that, you've got to nip it in the bud. Same with like white and yellows. If you've got one with a spin, stop it there. And then there's no more issues yeah. continued. So yeah, I like, like that point you, uh, you picked up on hundred percent. So going yeah. with photography, Christian, um, how do you, if you don't mind me, I, I love your photos. Your photos are crisp. Uh, every get every animal is a standout. Uh, it doesn't matter what the animal is, what the morph is. Every animal, every animal is treated delicately, and how you take your photos. That's how I see it. So it'd be nice to hear more about your photography, how you go about your photography, what do you use, and interested. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I I love my photography, man. I like I say, I get addicted to everything that I do. <laughs> mm. I like I dive deep into everything so um I'm not a rich man so I had to work with what I had I knew that I was gonna have to start taking better photos of my animals so I made the the investment I I had to sell a motorcycle that that I had sold it to buy a camera but Let's it was the best guys. investment <laughs> yeah it's uh it's, a, it's one of the best investments I've ever made ex besides uh rack systems but yeah I mean I use a Nikon D3500. It's nice. nothing fancy. You can find one of these now for like 500 bucks or 600 bucks. Um, I use a couple different lenses depending on, on the gecko. I use a Nik uh, a Nikkor. It's a 50 millimeter and a 35 millimeter uh, oh, prime okay. lens. So, so, so no zoom. So you pretty much have to use a, your distance like as, as a zoom. Like what it is. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, but... Um, Depending on the size gecko, I'll use like a 50 millimeter or a 35, but yeah, I mean, everyone's going to have their preference like on lenses, but I, I like those prime lenses. Um, they seem to get those real crisp shots. Mm. Um, if, if you go with a, a prime lens, I think that's going to be your best bet. Um, I'm no expert, but that's what, what I like. I've tried zoom lenses and 
when you start zooming in, you have to make adjustments to uh, to aperture and stuff because at a certain zoom, you can't go down to a certain aperture. Oh, I could talk about this all day too. So. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I use that camera. I use um, I prefer uh, continuous lighting. So I so I use a photo booth setup. Mm, nice. Um, but it's a it's a DIY. It's it's not one of those boxes that you go buy like on on Amazon. I tried those and. They uh they give you real soft images. They don't come out crisp. So I threw that in. The, I threw that in the trash pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I had but, uh, I had one. All the pictures came out blue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, me too. It's a <laughs> it's a waste like of money. It's a waste of uh, money. And um, I could send you send send you guys photos, but I use tripods mm, as okay. um, mounts for uh, and I use just those silver lamps that have clamps where you can mount them like onto things. Yeah. And um, oh, I yeah. run, yeah, like, to get a Home Depot. Yeah, yeah, exactly those. And then, um, or, or or like for the chicken breeders, like those silver ones, like those will those will get the job done. And um, I run four of them, uh, two in the front, two in the back, and then um, one studio light over the top, which is those those big bright ones that the that the photography people use. Um, but those lamps only cost like sixty bucks, and then the smaller lamps are like six bucks, and then the light bulbs five dollars. So yeah. you can have a you can have a way better lighting setup with like fifty with like like a hundred dollars pretty much. So um, I tell people don't waste time with those with those soft boxes because yeah. I don't know I feel like it's it's just a waste. But the geckos des- they deserve like your full effort when when whenever I do things I give it like my like my all. I want the, mm. the results to, to speak for itself. But that lighting setup seems to work good. Um, with my camera, I can shoot at ISO 100, which is the same thing as, as shooting outside, like in the daylight, you, you would pretty much shoot at, at ISO 100. So, um, I don't know. I mean, but to each like their own, I mean, I know some people like the daylight photos, like on a nice overcast day and stuff, but those are the best photos mm. on an overcast day. The geckos look beautiful, but, um, I don't know. I just like everything to be consistent. So I just use my my yeah, setup. Be yeah. The best way. Oh, so. yeah, yeah, I could be a bit like OCD. Like when I when I see Kristen's Instagram, I like everything being the same. Like if you if you scroll down on my um Instagram, you'll see I go through like phases where I like I use a certain backdrop and I like things being the same. So I, I can appreciate when someone's got everything looking the same because I know it's hard. It could be hard. Like very uh, uniform. Yeah. yeah. But would you guys yeah. say that it's definitely? worth the investment in going out and getting yourself a new camera you know you haven't got a you can you can get a, a canon or something for 300 pounds or like christian said in usa you can get four five hundred four hundred bucks then some lights i always say to people it actually will add more money onto your animal like if you it, it, it comes down to like having an experience from buying from somebody so if, if you buy from a breeder and you know you, you got a photo of it in a tub there's like there's gecko droppings everywhere. It's, it's just not very professional. Whereas if you've got that gecko out, put it in a setup, camera, some nice lighting, it makes the world of a difference. Oh yeah, yeah it sells itself in a way. Yeah. Exactly. It, it it pays itself off easy. And um, you have to set yourself out to look like a professional. At, 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 at a certain point, if you're producing a certain number of animals, you have to come off as a professional. You have to, mm. in everything that, that that you do you have to put effort into it uh, like like you can tell the people that they just post stuff real quick they'll snap a pic but uh 
I'm a little more OCD, like, like, like you, George, it's just like, you have to, it, it's got to be perfect. If not, like, why am I doing it? Like, if it's not perfect, it's a waste of time. So 100%. if it's not right, what's the point of uploading it? Or yeah, if you don't think it's right, then the people that are viewing are not going to think it's right. Oh, when, when you, when you got geckos that are as pretty as these with stripes like those, you've you got to give them. Damn, look at that. Look feet. at that stripe and how thick it is as well. For everyone listening That's, on the podcast, yeah. he's showing off a reverse stripe, and it's insane. That's stunning. That and that stripe is literally pink. Yeah, that that's from the Cotton Candy Project, so so that's why she has that pink stripe. But Would yeah, you, um, so Cotton Candy Project is is arts art geckos project, isn't it? Yeah. Is uh-huh. it, yes, sir. are you able to explain a little bit? More? I, I love every time I see it. I, I love Art Gecko stuff. I look at his. I look at his photography. Think to myself, how the hell do you get every single bloody gecko oh. in the same position? <laughs> ben, ben will forever have my have the title of best photos. He's like yeah. he's the master of it, and I try to achieve a a level like that. But I'm still not there. But with practice, hopefully, mm. we'll we can all get. There. It just it, you got to get that you got to get those shutters in like you know take those photos. Oh, and it's amazing because he posted up what was it? He posted a photo the other day where it was like the hatchling in a certain position, and then yeah. a year later the adult in the same position. Same you position. I mean? Yeah, that's, like, that's hell? Like, Yeah, like literally exactly it's, the same. Time and dedication. Think how many. Yeah. Think how long we how spend. Photos? How think how long we spend trying to get that one gecko in that one position. And then think about mm-hmm. him getting. Like, we're, we're talking about even the legs are in the same spot. <laughs> it's not everything. It was exact. He's a magician. <laughs> he must have so much patience. The patience must be like he must be like a Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, but um, you know, no art. Art geckos is the man. Ben's ben, Ben's a, a genetic wizard. But the Cotton Candy Project, it's basically just uh, he he described it as pink raptors. Mm, so. If if I uh, I don't want to get it wrong, I've, I've got to check what the messages that we've had. But yeah, it derived from from a, a line of uh, super hypo raptors, and then um, they were crossed with certain high high contrast uh, projects that he had, and um, it's pretty much a, a combination of white and yellow high contrast and that super hypo that gives them the pink that that pink okay. phenotype. So yeah, it's pretty much his. It's his his signature little project. But um, yeah, he only re- released it to certain people, and Aaron got got his hands on him, and then I got my hands on him. So we're we're just trying to protect that line. Um, see what we can do with it. It it's nothing fancy, but it's just one of those those lines that you know you you respect from from a certain person, and you you just want to be a caretaker of. A, a bit yeah. because I feel like I feel like Ben like Ben gets like a bad rap and he that couldn't be further from the truth. He's mm. he's a great guy. So I just want to push that project as far as we can. <laughs> Definitely, like you said, it's it's really important to keep some lines protected. Again, I liked what you said there. It's like you know what yeah. I'm like, Peter, with my stone wash. I'm very I make sure it goes to the right person. You know, it's. It, it, it takes away the not not the hobby side but the breeding side where if someone inquires something you know you're more like you more want to push to to sell something yeah. with my stone washer I am very particular it go because it is such an old and rare unique line that 
I know I don't want it to get put into a into the wrong hands and it be ruined in a way. So yeah, like you said, it's it, it's keeping it protected. I like that's the perfect word to use to keeping something protected. Exactly, and so we're so we're doing crosses with the cotton candy project, but we're also running it. Um, whenever I breed projects, I breed something uh, to to preserve that lineage. Mm. So I'll be so I'll be so I'll be running one line, and then I'll be doing a sub line on like on the side of crosses, and but derived from the from your original seed from that seed line, the foundation. Gotcha. So, yeah, uh, that's what I'm doing too. I kind of do that with my G projects. Yeah, and 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 if you're crazy good and you can manage projects, you can keep that foundation, and you can run two or three lines based off that one line. Say if if you have something out that's banded, you work with a banded line. And then you have stuff with a, with a stripe. You can work that line, and then one with a jungle line, but based off that foundation. Yep. Because that yeah. foundation is gonna, that gene pool is gonna throw you various, uh, various phenotypes over those years, and you can select them and just work them as the different lines. It's oh my gosh, let's. I'm ready to talk. To you all night. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you clearly I, really I talk about it. Yeah. I mean, how we got hooked yeah. into it. You know what I mean? It's just like yeah. all the different things that Love can it. come out of it on the combinations and. This one slight thing for thing could just like make the whole different outcome, or just keeping yeah. something how it is. You Every gecko we get is in, in a way it's a blank canvas to something special, because of that one gecko you could lead onto so many different projects. You know, I'm pretty sure there's I'm pretty sure there's people out there with like that have one gecko and that one gecko has done thrown this, made that line, and you know what I mean. So it's yeah, it's it's it's. it's it's a crazy way of looking at it. Like you could, you could, uh, even with tangerines, tangerines are like known for it. You can, I could have two hypo tangs pairing them together and then I'm getting jungles and stripes and then they can go and lead their own path. Like people who like striped products will could buy some of that and put that into their stripe projects and that produce some stripe projects. And yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. But there's a yeah. lot more to breeding that meets the eye. Oh yeah. yeah. Especially with like lamb breeding. And you learn every year too. Like once you start to see like, once you start to pair like a female maybe twice, you can tell what she's going to produce you like, you know, so then mm. you can. So so knowing that you can use her, you can utilize her in a certain way to produce certain style offspring. Mm. So it's just stuff that you learn as you go and you learn your your animals, what's in their gene pool and you work with like with that. So breeding is cool, man. It's just it's like science. It's like it, it's amazing. <laughs> crossing seems to be like your when i go through your instagram there's a lot of like crosses and i see like is that do you, are you all about the crosses i mean i love a cross when a cross works i mean they, they sometimes even look better like, i've seen some of the look peter's clown g project stuff i know it's sort of in the same pool but they're, they're amazing um yeah so the stuff people do with crosses now like uh like a bengal that is literally a load a, a mixture of crosses of bold tangerines and stuff look what it's made so yeah, you can I've put noticed, your own spin on it. Yeah, I've noticed a lot of your stuff is crosses. So I was wondering if if crosses was your thing, are you all about strengthening up and etc.? Yeah, I mean, who doesn't love crosses, man? That's when you <laughs> get the crazy stuff. Like um, with along with crosses, like say if you'll say you'll get ten babies, you'll probably get two standouts. Mm, but yeah. like I say, like I say, it's all about the selection. Like you know, the thing is, you don't keep those other eight; you keep the best two. You start working that as a line, and I'm a, and I'm a believer that you can make uh, your own line out of anything, out of any cross. Mm. So um, as long as you set those gene pools yourself and you work that project with your vision, that's your line. So that's the way that I look at things. Um, 
it it doesn't have to be labeled pure, but it's pure in my line. <laughs> it's mm. because it was my it, it was my vision. And I know that that it's it's a different uh, viewpoint coming from the gecko, like the standard, um, because people use like the name game, like they'll use certain breeders' names attached to their project. But I'm a believer in um, if you acquire geckos, those are your projects now. So I'm not gonna like I've got geckos that are from from big names, but I don't put labels on. Them. Oh, it's this lineage. If if someone asks me, I'm gonna tell them, but. If they ask me what like what lineage, I mean that's that's my lineage. I yeah, it's my vision. It's my vision, so that's my line. Yeah. So I yeah, it's just an, another. I come from a different uh, style of breeding. So um, I was going to say, but, is that with your chicken side of things? Because it's an interesting like that's it, it, how I with like with my super giants and stuff. To say that uh, it's come from a certain line helps me with that animal. If that makes sense. So it's interesting yeah, it your take to say that you know I've got this animal. This this is now my project. Now this is what I'm working with. So it's, it's it is different to hear your take on that. Very interesting. Yeah. Would you say yeah, like I say? Would you say you took that from the chickens sort of thing as well? Exactly, because um, selection is going to be different for each person. So say like it's from a famous breeder from X, from, from XYZ, right? Mm -hmm. um, you're not going to, it's not going to be the same line because the that line stops the day that the breeder sells that gecko to you because he's no longer selecting for the project, uh, for the traits that, you're, that you currently have. Mm. So it's like the vision's different, so that line is technically different. Which, okay. which the that the ancestry is there, but technically, it's a different line once a different person gets their hand on it. Because not not everyone not everyone's gonna select like uh, X Y Z breeder where like like you got it from. So every yeah, time but you're meaning you like get... it, like in crosses though, right? Like so, for example, like if yeah. I were to get like a red diamond, the minute I cross that red diamond, that's it. It's my project. But what if I have a red diamond and I got it another red diamond? And I'm reproducing red diamonds. Would you still say that it's from their lineage? It's it's still a cross. It's still a cross. If it unless it's it's from the exact same like like as I'm saying, if you direct, got like two red diamonds from like the same breeder that are pure red diamonds. Yeah. Oh, okay. And you're if, reproducing then them. if they're pure. Yeah. Okay. Which, so like so so like if if they're siblings, then yeah, it's technically pure. But um, if there's any cross in there, it's gonna be a cross. I mean, if it's 100%. from a different breeder. If it's like a red diamond from from two different breeders, it's still a cross. I know exactly because what they're you not, mean. Yeah, they, because you, they're they're not the same family. They're not the yeah. direct, like you know. And they, the two breeders, red diamonds, probably look completely different to one another's as well. Like I've seen people that I am breeding red the red diamonds for stripes, and you got other ones that are going for yeah. the banded. So that makes sense. So that's yeah, correct. That that's what I mean. So you you finished it up, George. Perfect. 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 <laughs> you are you are more than welcome. So, <laughs> when, I, I tend to get lost like in thoughts so i usually never finish like what like the whole the whole message like i get lost in it so it's like perfect it's it's because you're so yeah. you can see you're so proud of what you do and I think it's because there's so much to talk about yeah with, <laughs> like, with with me when i get so excited about something i end up just going into like a mumble and then i, I actually lose yeah. you know? that's just that's just us exactly. we love to, we love doing what we do but the community, the community side to the reptile scene is something that definitely needs to be spoken about with new because we got a lot of new people that listen to the podcast, and so obviously we get a lot of old school breeders. But we would like to know your take 
on what how you take the community and what advice would you give to people not just necessarily newbies but people that are in the game because of i know naturally people do have their circle of friends like we all have our own you know cliques of friends and stuff but sometimes knowledge gets gets keep kept in those groups and not given out to the others what's your yeah what's your sort of take on the community and and all that stuff <laughs> I think the community is great. Um, we just have to be careful of who we who we associate with. Not 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 everyone wants to see you uh, succeed. Mm. So just just be wary of who uh, I don't know who who you let in, in your your inner circle. Because like I say, there there are good people out there, but there's also those haters. But I mean, you can't give them that much like attention. Mm. Um, so like I've heard I've heard certain root certain rumors come about me um my my partner but i mean we just keep we, we wake up we keep doing it every day um stay positive um don't worry about other people's projects don't don't be envious there's no need um jealousy only only, only holds people back and um it's sad when uh, when there's outcasts like in, in in the hobby like i i don't feel like there should there should be anyone who should be blacklisted Mm. Um, um, I feel like I feel like that's just wrong. Uh, we all need to to have open minds. Uh, I mean, my thing is just don't do it publicly. Just uh, don't put don't put anyone on blast publicly because it as a professional you just look unprofessional, mm. and um, it and your character shows. Um, so be so be careful of uh, what you post too because. Um, if you post like on a reptile group, um, you're a known breeder, like you know, and and you're portraying yourself in, in that negative aspect. Those people that that aren't in in this hobby, like 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 seriously, that might be wanting to get in, see you like that, and the community, it it just doesn't look too welcoming, and it it's just not a good look. So I feel like we we all need to treat others with respect. Um, I grew up a certain way. I'm I'm I'm, I'm from Texas, like you know. You 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 never attacking attack like a person's honor. So as long as you don't get get personal about things, like the community is great. But um, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, of of jealousy. But we but we just try to keep it positive. Um, day by day, we we have too many animals that that we gotta take care of. So there's other things to be worrying um, than than bickering in these private group group chats and stuff. I don't, I don't have time to partake in in any of of, of that. So. Other than that, the community is great. I mean, um, you you find great friends. I find a lot of great friends. Um, they turned out to be, like I say, Aaron's my partner, man. Like that guy can call on me all. If I had to fly across like the country, I'd go help him out. I fly. I fly over there. Like um, I don't know. So you do meet those good people, but just be careful of who you let in in your circle. Because at the end of the day, it's like in the U.S., it's like very competitive. So. It's always going to be like that, but it, it's all about pushing your your message, um, and the change starts within ourselves. So um, I don't know. Just try and be as humble as as you can be. Um, help others, and the 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 the, the community is great in that aspect because most people will help you out if you do reach out. But yeah, I mean, the same with any, everything though. Like, there's, there's always going to be a negative side to to things, but. Yeah, I don't know why. There's, there's just a different vibe sometimes with leopard, uh, with the great reptile 
peeping scene is like there's a lot of egos and a lot of like uh yeah. narrow mindseted people but always like you say it's all it's very important to get into a nice group of like friends like you've got a group with obviously Aaron and stuff like that like same with me if I didn't have a couple of breeder friends uh with, with me I wouldn't be where I am so yeah 100 yeah. well, with Peter being here this is going to be interesting for Peter living in the UK and being in the USA would you would you say there's a big difference Peter because I, I do I see a lot of I see I do see a lot going on in the USA, but it, the UK seems different. It's all about marketing and stuff with the UK. Was the, well, the thing that while well, 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 talking, it kind of clicked. You know what I mean? Because what happened is that in in America, it's a business. You're 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 repping mm. yourself as a business. You know what I mean? Like the same way how earlier when we were talking, how I was telling him how I missed his banner. I saw the banner behind him. And I was like, damn man, I missed that about America. Like how you could go to a show and rep yourself. Where yeah. here in the UK, that's frowned yeah. upon. You're not. You're not supposed to be a business. Yeah, you know I mean, you're supposed to be more of just like you're selling your surplus. Like I breed for myself. I'm selling my leftovers that I'm not keeping. Where in America, it is a competition because it's my business. I'm fighting for. You're stepping on my toes. You're breaking. You're yeah. You're taking. Yeah. You're taking my bread away from me. Yeah. And that's where ego comes into play. You know I mean, but it's funny because the the hobby has gotten a lot better because I've been in it since 2014 on and off. And when I first got in. I got in because my family were tied into a pet shop. My dad started up a pet shop. Mm -hmm. So the minute I'd go to expos and anything like that, even after I was done with the pet shop, they affiliated me because everyone's local. They would affiliate me with, oh, that's pet shop stuff. Like, he has pet shop stuff. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I could be like, dude, I got him from Gecko Boa. You know what I mean? Like, it's this. Like, uh, low no, end, low end. Yeah. 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 I don't believe. You know what I mean? So <laughs> it was one of those things where I was like, all right. Like, it, it sucked. So then I kind of completely just went off. And then when I moved here, I was like, all right, you jump back in again and then you just like put myself out there and then you, it's the yeah. same you, I mean, you notice that oh it's like everyone's cool but then you start seeing that it's clicky and it's just in that but at the end of the day man it's just like the size of the uk compared to america it's different you mm -hmm. know what i mean so there's definitely going to be a lot more haters there's definitely going to be a lot more people either praising you or hating you you know what i mean yeah, yeah. Like someone buys that's a giant, it, I will know about it because of it's such a we're all stepping on each other's toes. That's stunning. That is beautiful. We do it for the love of 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 these animals. That's all yeah. that matters. These animals. So we just gotta keep it positive, man. But I don't know. Um we can't we can't uh, teach everyone, but oh well. In 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 due time, um hopefully the 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 community will will open up because I feel like if we all we're all gonna rise with the tide. I keep saying that that's my favorite quote. We all rise with the tide. Like you know, if we're on the same boat, we're all gonna we're all gonna be good. Mm. But if there's people swimming in that water, there's that negativity down there. They're gonna sink. But if we stay on that same boat, we're all gonna rise. So yeah, the, I feel the like more, the more people that we get in, I don't see any negativity on Instagram. It's mostly just on Facebook. Yeah. It's like a yeah, different. Man, the more people that we get in, it we're good, man. We're yeah. gravy. One hundred percent. That with the more people that come in, you know, the more we can, you know, share our projects with, making us have more space to work more. Pro and it's all a win every all round. So, yeah, definitely. I think well, that's the all... thing. People don't realize the more we're we're in the only business. Well, it's been said before that we're in the only business where our competition is our client. Yeah, you know I mean, mm, so it's yeah. like we need more people buying geckos, so they want more geckos, so we could improve our quality. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, that's exactly. the difference between uh, America and the UK also. Because with the numbers, you could produce a lot more and, and have a lot more breeders when the UK there's not that many breeders. Stunning. Yeah, it's beautiful. 
exactly, guys. So, yeah. what is that, by the way? This is a uh, Mandarin. Oh, she jumped. <laughs> oh. Mandarin she's, fly. she's Mandarin gone. <laughs> Stunning. We got her. We got her. Yeah. We got her. She's bright, yeah. man. Always happens on camera, right? <laughs> we got a we got a jumper. <laughs> That's absolutely yes, stunning. MT is one of the lines of tangs that just do so well with crossing. So yeah, well. they do actually. Even blood, blood does very, very well. Well, most of them, most of them do do well, but some of them require a bit more line breeding than others. Like some of them, like like uh, Kristen said, like with blood, I always find you might get like four out of ten that are good, but with other tangerine lines, yeah. you might get two or one absolutely showstopper. Yeah. Yeah. That's how the G projects. With the G projects, you you breed that you you're probably gonna get like maybe two three bangers, mm. and the rest is gonna yeah. be that mediocre stuff where you have to work for it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's all about the ones that you hold back, the selection. So as oh, long as you're choosing the the best ones and you you work them how you want to work them, that's a red stripe rainwater. So at the end of the day, it's funny because that's all it's all opinion. You get me? It's all like you know how art is just uh what the eye sees. So what might exactly. be like good to us might be bad to someone else. Yep, the art is the. It's in the eye of the be, of the beholder. Of the right? beholder, yeah. Goes. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, I mean, Stabs, absolutely stunning. I like all these animals, and even your snakes. We haven't even we haven't even spoke about the snakes yet. <laughs> oh my, yeah, the ball pythons. Yeah, those those are a whole other project, man. I've I only have a select few. I ended up cutting back like a lot of breeders because. I produced a lot last year, which was a good thing because I had a, a lot to take to the shows and stuff, and um, they funded other projects. So um, the ball pythons definitely helped uh, with with reinvestments because right right now I'm in the process of building my uh, my my separate reptile shed from that's out of the house in my mm. backyard. So a facility, um, as they would say. Yeah, a facility like a, yep, pretty, pretty much, but. Hopefully get that done by. I, I need it done by the summertime. Like I gotta have more space because um, I want to do so much with the collection that that I have. I I'm holding back right now. Like I only did like ten pairings so far, but dude, I can pair up a bunch more. Like, but I'm just holding back. Just mm. what came I, first, I, the, the snakes or the geckos? Um, the the snakes actually came first. Well, no wait, the geckos came first. And then the ball pythons, but then the ball pythons took over, and then the ge the geckos grew. The geckos grew like right here, and they were always just right here. And then I acquired <laughs> the the collection, and we're just boom. Now the geckos are up here, and the ball pythons are right here. So oh man, it's quite an easy transition ball python to leos, though, like genetically wise, it's like quite very yeah, similar. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, now the way that I look at things, I just do calculations like in my head, like I can calculate the the odds and stuff like on the fly it's just like when you start doing ball pythons there's over 200 genes like in That's like in so ball pythons. so you start looking at, at at all these morphs and you pretty much become um more you become like a, gen a genetic wizard like you can pretty much id stuff just by by looking at it mm. so that's well, what that's the that you uh i have uh, projects that you had I'm I'm kind of focusing on like the darker stuff now. Um, I when I started, I had a lot of pastels, but I already sold all the pastels, man. I produced too many last year, and I was like, I don't want this no more. <laughs> so, so I started doing a uh, blackhead combinations, which is um, 
And then I'm crossing it to a hurricane, the, the, the hurricane pattern. I love that crazy, the tight, the tight circles. It's, it's pretty cool. So I'm going for a super blackhead, a uh, super hurricane, which would be a super blackhead, uh, Hayabusa. That's okay. my, that's my goal for this year. Hopefully if we hit one, the, the blackhead hurricane, I pulled her, I pulled her out, but I fed her a big meal. So I don't want to mess with her. Um, but no, yeah. you pull her up. if you guys go to, to to my page, she's jet black. She's just, she's amazing. And so I'm just trying to hit the supers just to make it even more jet black and more crazy patterns. So that's cool. <laughs> but yeah. And then I've, I've got a couple, I've got a hypo crown project, but I barely started that one. So those are like maybe goals for like another year or two, but. Does yeah, that mean you also breed keep... rats as well, or you just buy them frozen already? Oh, shoot. I used to love breeding rats, but when I moved to my new house where I currently am now, it's my first home. Um, I stopped breeding rats because um, my my wife said no more rats in, like, in the house. So so um, not till I build my uh, shed out back, then, then I'll get started again. Because, man, the feed bill sometimes, it's expensive. Back when, when, when I was full throttle, like, I'd be spending $200 three hundred dollars just on on rats for for one week so a lot of people don't take that into account when they start mm. breeding stuff when you when you produce a lot of ball pythons that's that's, that's a lot of rats that, that's, yeah. that's a lot of feed and you have to be profitable selling those animals or other other animals to pay for it so oh man we could talk about sometimes it's cheaper <laughs> to just bulk buy it because like you say some people don't yeah. look at the the side of your feed them you know you got to look after them uh like for example like us it's not really worthwhile us breeding mealworms how like cheap they are though i know things are a bit different in the usa i know you guys have a lot of like shipments and they come bad and stuff in the uk we can order mealworms and you can get them in 24 hours uh but oh, wow. for I've tried to grow my own mealworms, but it's just the work that goes yeah. into it and the cleaning and the, it's just, it's just, yeah, it, it probably actually isn't worth doing. If that makes sense. Like, I, I could buy one kg of meal uh, of mealworms for like 13 pounds. That's the thing. I mean? It's a lot cheaper than what it is in America though. Also I, I do it just to like soften that bill, but compared to the yeah. price that you're paying for mealworms in America, it's like half the price. Yeah. Dude, like, so, okay, so Chris, what do you pay for like a thousand mealworms? Thousand? Well, like, shoot, I like thirty bucks, and then oh. but I usually do the <laughs> I do ten thousand, so I do it comes out to like fifty or sixty bucks with shipping, so it's yeah. kind of a lot. Jeez. So, dude, and then that, for us, that would be like fifteen quid, like fifteen. Yeah. Like, oh, like, dude, like, like yeah, it's nothing. Oh man, no, yeah, the geckos have been hard this year, but luckily I do. I, I, I breed my own dubia, so I breed most of them. Uh, so sorry, I feed most of them dubia, but um, for for the babies, it's mostly it's mostly mealworms. But mm. yeah, I mean, breed, producing your stuff. If you can do roaches, do roaches. Um, if you can breed rats, roaches, is breed rats. It's the, the take. It takes a long time. Yeah, yeah it's big space, and it's a long time. And the thing is that in the well, I don't know how people's stuff is here, but in the UK, it's tight. It's really tight. Yeah. So if it's something else you're adding on, it's going to eat space. It's a burden. Yeah. It's so different for Chris. Find... It's different for Chris because of he has that. He already ha he's like he, he, he like he gets up early. He feeds his birds, and so he already has that. Probably every animal he gets a bug, anything. How can I breed this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
exactly <laughs> you anything else other than like the reptiles and the roosters is there like cows or something or anything else other farm life no um i just moved here like six months ago so i've already made a lot of progress like as it is but man stuff's so expensive i ended up having to redo my whole backyard it was unlevel so i had to have landscaping come and level it all out and it's a lot of of uh, land. So that cost me a lot of money but Hopefully this year I'm gonna get some uh, some goat pens going, maybe maybe a couple pigs just to to start to start to produce those because I've I've always wanted to uh, work more with with the uh, meat goats as um, I'm I'm looking at at working with animals full time. Hopefully in the future because um, I love my job and stuff. I love working on on computers. Don't get me wrong, but. I don't know. I love these animals more, and I know that if I put my heart and soul into it, I can, I can live off these animals. Not just reptiles, but the but Your whole, farm animals whole land. too. Yeah, yeah. Um, some of the chickens that I produce, they're they're called Azteca bantams. They're the smallest breed in the world, and um, we're already producing some. And some and some of those roosters, they go for three hundred to like five hundred dollars, and they sell like pretty readily like um i'm i'm on these facebook groups and and these guys are making sales like every day they're selling like two three like two or three pairs making two thousand dollars in the day so it's like that's a good um, job <laughs> it's, it's yeah so farming bro you know I mean? for for such a tiny little rooster it's just man these people buy them and um i'm trying to lead i'm trying to push that project more because um i just need multiple streams of income that's how farmers work. Like, you know, they live off their crop and live off their, their cows, their goats. That's how, that's how it is. So as long as you set yourself up for it and you're ready to work, I mean, you can do it, man. You can do anything in this life. I did um, a, a career day at, at my job, but it's funny. I thought that they wanted me to do career day for computers and no, they wanted me to bring in my animals. Cause the, 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 the librarians they they already know me as the as the breeder because like I share my passion with everyone like I show everyone my photography and I'll give them business cards and stuff like um so yeah I yeah. I did the the career day and um my my whole message was not everyone has to go to college not everyone has to be an, an engineer not everyone has to be a a, a doctor lawyer there's certain people that were uh, meant to work with with animals without farmers without uh without stuff like that like the country could it couldn't run so there's a place for, for everyone in 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 this world and that was was my whole message to the to these elementary kids like you know they um they started calling me the snake farmer like at work because <laughs> i was because i i was giving that that message like you know i'm i'm pretty much living off most of these animals like you know um so that's how it is, man. You just be you. You just gotta be confident. Spread that positive message. Show people that that you can do anything that you set yourself that you set out to uh, to accomplish. It's just um, now, just because I see some of these kids as myself. Like when when they walk up to me, I see the same look that I had like as a kid. So mm. I just um, I want to reinforce to to kids like if they want to work with with animals, work with animals because you can do it. It doesn't matter um, what form. Like you can be a, a veterinarian, you can be a breeder. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Just find your path and just shoot for it. And um, a lot of times, when 
kids want to work with animals. I see it a lot of times where parents discourage the kid. And I hate seeing that, man, because they, they hold that kid from the potential of uh, mm. finding their passion. And, um, yeah, I just want to see kids be, like, like, you know, be happy and find their, find their role in this world. Because, like, I see it all too many times that people aren't happy with their lives, like, you know. And, but that's because they're not doing what they love. And like me, I, I wake up, I feed all of my animals and it, it makes me feel fulfilled. Mm. And, um, so I found my calling. Um, I'm, I'm always going to work with animals of some sort. It doesn't matter of any species. So that's just how it goes, man. Just, um, staying on, on that right path, finding your calling and just shoot and shooting for the stars. If, if you're going to fail, you might as well shoot for the stars and, Hundred percent. Must go for yeah, it. If you fail, it. at least you can say you tried. Yeah, it's funny because yeah, George, exactly. George will laugh at me because I live in northern England, which is more like the country. Because you know how in the states, the southern is the southern is the country land, and the northern is like the cities. So I live by a country. I'm like I live in country area, and I always tell my wife all the time, like, oh man, I just want to buy a property of land and just buy some sheep and like just like be a fucking farmer or something. Just like live yeah, on my man. land. The PM Well. Do it, man. Yeah, do it. Ah, ah, come to my land. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. It's Dude, beautiful, man. though, man. It's like the dream. You sometimes you just got to take that leap, and it's not going to happen overnight. So you have to plant the seed now. Like I say, if, like, I, I, I want to start goats, right? If I go build a goat pen back there, I'm going to have goats in there eventually. Like, you know, that's just how <laughs> yeah. you, you just have to start. You can't be scared. You can't be saying, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll start next week. No, you start right now. You plant the seed t- with today. The, the faster that you plant it, the faster that the seed's going to grow. Your wife must that's love you. Your wife must that's love it. you. You must go, right, I want to get a camel. She's sitting there thinking, he's, he's going to get, get a camel. I know what he's like. He's going to have four or five of them. <laughs> I'm going to get alpacas. The next yeah, day, yeah. <laughs> Guys, I'm like, like, I'm like, I'm crazy. She told me that she wanted to get back, back into rabbits, right? Like, like a year or two ago. And me, that's what I started on. I was breeding rabbits, mm. like for a profit at age 12. Like, you know, I'd sell them and, and I'd buy Xbox games and stuff. So I was like, oh, you want to get into rabbits? So, dude, I drove like five hours to Pre-ordered buy some. like a, <laughs> I used to buy, yeah, I drove five hours to buy a specific breed rabbit. And it's like, I brought it home and it, it was the best rabbit that, that, that you were going to find because I, because I went for it. But like, you know, that's just, <laughs> that's just me, man. Like, I gotta have the, I gotta start with the best. And I'm, I'm not a rich man by, by, by any means. But, um, if you, you just have to work hard for like for stuff. I'm 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 not rich, but luckily I was blessed with good friends who um who helped me get the 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 animals that I currently have. And you just gotta be appreciative of the hard work and what and and what it took to get where you're at now. So like I say, just don't be the for the newcomers. Just don't be jealous. You're like you're like you're gonna get there one day. Just uh, mm. keep working at it. Just keep working at it. Definitely. It's Pretty like um, you haven't necessarily got to come into this and buy the, the best. I mean, I always say to people, yeah. get what get the best you can get. But if you can't afford, like your best might be something like I can only spend uh, $200 on two animals. That's absolutely fine. 
But yeah. they, those two animals you can work with and improve and hold back exactly. the best and then breed back and then, exactly. then you'll move on to some of the offspring and get some more money and invest back into it. You haven't necessarily got to run into this with like, I've got, okay, I've got 3K, I've got to get some good animals. It, it, it doesn't necessarily have to work like that. You can work. It might take you some years, but you will get there. And I find well, that's no, more that's humbling. That's your friends have come along too, though. You get me? Where you, exactly. where you build your friends with other breeders. And like, for mm. example, me and you, George, like, there's times where George gives me a Stonewash cross and I'll give him a G Project cross mm. or if he just sees something he likes and we just work on each other's projects. And then that he right there helps you build your quality. You get me? Yeah. So, right off yeah. the rip, it's like, for example, if you're line breeding something, it's already third generation or something, you're like, oh, I need some outcross. George yeah. got that outcross for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or vice versa. It's like That's this, a beautiful thing. This season, you you gave me, I remember I approached, Peter came to me with some ideas and stuff. I said, look, I've got this red diamond cross here. Um, I think it would do really well even with Stonewash and stuff. I, it's a project I can't really do at the moment because uh, of, you know, space and stuff. I, I can see a vision. Anyway, Peter messaged me. I was like, "Oh my god, you wasn't right. You was you wasn't wrong, dude. Look at this." And he ended up like gifting it to me. Like, I know you. This is going to give you a year ahead. So this is what it's oh, all nice. about. Yeah, this is what it's yeah. all about. Um, but yeah, ending the uh, podcast, Kristen. What would you say in twenty this year, twenty twenty three? What is going to be your standard? What should what should people be looking at your page and thinking? Right, that's that's what he's going to be sort of. Not not known for, but that's that's going to be your standout stuff. Like for me, it's Stonewash and Giant. Um, so what would yours, what would your thing this year be? Would you say it's going to be oh, difficult man. for you? <laughs> it's, they're they're all equal. I'm excited for all the projects because they because every project right now they all have they have the the numbers to back them up. Like you know, I've got a couple of each project, like and several like a handful of for each project. So if stuff fails, like with one project, I got a backup for mm. it and it's another banger. So, and they're all bangers like at this point because Aaron was a genetic wizard. So <laughs> we have a lot of good stuff, but I think my, I'll do top three is the bangles, the reverse stripes, which, is, but the, the thick, that broad, that whole stripe, mm. the whole back, I want perfect i want it i want that to you need stonewash i need to send this guy some stonewash because i've been seeing so much potential with this stuff you. especially that thick band like oh it, that was stonewash yeah i could see it i i could see it too george so if you want to send me some i, <laughs> I dude, I'll, dude i'll take it and then um third probably my rainwaters mm. my yeah the rainwaters i i started working with them last year and man they, they're beautiful so I have the foundation for some some nice red stripe stuff, some some red stripe rainwaters. So I'm excited for for those three: the bangles, the reverse stripes, and uh, the rainwaters. Pretty much. And when you say bangles, do you mean bangle like you're reproducing bangles, or you're crossing them? <clears throat> both, both. Like like I say, I've got that main line, and then I've got the subline of the process. So okay. um, I, I'm running the 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 pure bangles. Yeah, I've got a I've got a one point two group. Without bangles. letting out too many secrets, what are some of those bangle crosses you're thinking about doing? Uh shoot, man. Um, <laughs> you put me on the spot here. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, like I say, I showed one earlier. Um, she's producing. Oh no, well, I showed you the male, but I've got a female that is just she's she just started laying eggs. It's that foundation from the bangle cross to the cotton candy that reverse stripe. Oh, okay. So that so I'm hoping to get those uh, reverse stripe bangle cotton candy. <laughs> yeah, nice. um, 
if those turn out good, I mean, the females got a perfect stripe, the males got a perfect stripe. So in theory, we should have perfect stripes, but <laughs> we'll see how it we'll goes. See how that goes to roll the dice. And, and since they they already have that set gene pool, I feel like we're like we're gonna hit some good stuff. But fingers crossed. Um, yeah, I mean, I but I'm excited for, for all of them. I've got red stripes, rainbow stripes, uh, bells. I've got white and yellow bells that I just started this year. I had never worked with the bells, so but I'm starting to get into them. Um, I feel like white and yellow bells with red stripe. That's like unmatched. Those are, mm. that combination is just fascinating to me. So yeah, and then I've got a some some pastel lineage that we're pushing into some of the projects, and that pastel lineage seems to add so much color to to like those to to those reverse stripe projects. So we're running a separate line that's uh, the the reverse stripe, but with a pastel lineage. So yeah, man, I've got too many projects. Just time, 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 time will tell. Though um, I've already started to collect eggs like a few weeks ago, so. Hopefully, start ha- start to to hatch out geckos here soon in the next week or two. But... Exciting nice. stuff! I awesome. can see I can see how excited you are. But yeah, oh. I just want to say oh. a, a, a huge thank you for coming on today, Kristen. I'm a I'm a huge fan of your stuff. Um, do you want to give everyone a shout out where they can find you? Because of we are predominantly a Europe podcast. We get more of you for Europe, Germany, Belgium. For for people that are tuning in, where can they find you? And It'd be interesting. Would you, would if somebody in Europe was interested in getting an animal from you, would exporting be something you would consider? Yeah, definitely. Um, I've exported down uh, to to Mexico. We've exported down to Nicaragua, but I've never gone over the pond. Mm. But if, if 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 you guys were were able to kind of walk me through that, I'd definitely yeah. be open to to export. I my my goal is to have an animal in every state in the u.s like like shipped out to so having one go out that way across to you guys that'd be a that'd be a dream of mine yeah definitely yeah, I feel like that'd be like a humbling feeling yeah you know i mean i feel like that yeah too. Like exactly. if somebody wanted one of my geckos from america to send it be like oh that's so humbling yeah you know i mean like wow like like i would send it for free like i just wanted to i just want to know that, my, <laughs> that, that someone's it, working that line so <laughs> Chris, is, you got anything you want to plug what's that you got anything you want to plug for the for the podcast oh anything yeah else? Before I forget, um, we're running a mega giveaway that we're we we collaborated with like five or six other breeders from from the, the U.S. Um, we're we're promoting Reptipost. It's uh it's not a new site, but it was created by uh, Gary Orner from Orner Exotics. Yeah, I love that social media platform. Um, he's he's I respect everything that that Gary's doing. So um. We had a couple friends. We all came to with, with together and said that we're gonna do this giveaway because people need to join this website, man. It's awesome. It has a marketplace. You can upload video, photo. It's got everything, and um, we all talk about it all the time. Where Instagram cancels like these breeders and they lose their their thousands like of followers and they they lose all those photos that they had of of their of like their animals. So. Um, if we want to make a change, I mean, it, 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 it all starts with a revolution. I mean, I say it like that. It's just like, and this website, it, it provides all that because you can sell animals safely without getting banned from, from Instagram and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, um, the giveaway is going on. Um, I donated a uh, gecko. I'm donating a couple of us arc memberships. 
Um, other people don't. We, I think we have a total of like four geckos, four or five geckos. Oh, nice. Um, we're giving out like three US ARC memberships and then a bunch of uh, breeders with store credits. So for for anyone in the States, you guys got to join that giveaway, man. It's like, who 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 doesn't want to win free stuff? It's like, yeah. and, the and, and the prizes are, are awesome. It's like, $200 store credit with like for with for example like myself so you can get a, a really nice project from me or from these other breeders and the geckos that I'm putting up with well, the the gecko I'm putting up it's pretty nice too so you guys are definitely are definitely going to want to join because if so not what do you got to do to join um to join you pretty much go sign up to reptipost.com um create your account and all we're saying all that we're that we're asking is uh post a picture of any animal your animal and hashtag uh us arc and nice. then we'll we that guys we'll, and we'll get you guys entered and then um so we're doing that giveaway and then i'm gonna announce my third giveaway i'm about to hit three thousand followers on instagram so i greatly appreciate nice. all the all all that support so i love doing my giveaways i it's my third one. I just, I don't know. I just want to show my, my appreciation because uh, if it weren't for the supporters that buy my geckos and associate with me, I wouldn't be where, where I'm at. So it's um, like your way of yeah, giving back. Yeah. And um, this giveaway, I'm probably going to give away like $500 store credit or something. And a couple of probably do three U us arc memberships. Again, I love to give out those, those, those memberships. Um, I'm a huge advocate for for us art um every sale that i make i donate 10 percent straight to them um that's crazy i know that yeah, I, awesome. I, I, I know that i came off as real business-like but money is not an object to me like i don't care about money like i donate everything to us art like it and anything else is just extra to me so you have to just want to say out loud to the end podcast Actually, yeah, guys. Um, I've got a, I've got a, got this little short speech wrote uh, that I wrote down. It goes, um, the personality of a person, the ways of a person, the thoughts, the deeds, the actions, is all based around that person's heart. For what is a man? A man is his heart. A lying, cheating heart is means a lying, cheating man. A loving, merciful heart means a loving, merciful man. A living heart means a living man, and a dead heart means a dead man. Regardless to man's title, regardless to man's wealth, rank, or our position, if the man's heart is not great, then he cannot be great. But if the heart is great, then that man remains great under all circumstances. Whether he's rich or poor, large or small, the heart is what makes someone um who, who they are it's um it's it's everything that you do the the actions that you uh perform behind clo uh, closed doors you have to just be your your heart's going to show who you truly are so that's pretty much it guys just uh be be organic be be the person that you were meant to be and yeah just wait just, just wake up and live that life that you that, that you want to live whatever brings you joy that's all that matters salute that hits different nice. that nice hits indeed. different salute <laughs> Thank you.
that's amazing. Well, well, while, while we're closing on the end of the podcast, it's I would like to hear more from somebody from you. Could you explain a little bit about US Arc and you know what what's what? Because you see all the time people like I'm a silver US Arc member. Someone in Europe, I'm not fully. I don't fully understand. I know it's some sort of group that help fight your rights to work with reptiles so it, it at the end of the day it's really important for us europeans to listen to this because normally what happens in america if america cancel people being able to work with animals then normally uk follow suit so whatever america does yeah. Yeah. england's not far behind so it is very important for all of us to help with this us arc so if you could explain a little bit for me about USR or for the listeners and how they can donate and you know how what, what does how much does your donation really help so i always tell people that donations help but um it's more about the memberships the numbers like you know mm. when USR to go goes to advocate for for us when 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 they go to congress and they show them like we have like 5000 members they're not going to take us seriously like like you, like you know, we need those numbers. Mm. So I always tell people get those. Um, there's like a five dollar, uh, like a month one, or or you could do the forty dollar one, which is a year. So um, I say that donations help because they pay for like lawyers and stuff when when they do need it. But um, I think that being just a member helps more. So that's why I like to give those out. Like I've got three memberships like myself, like you know. So it's it's the numbers that that matter but i mean the government's always going to take stuff from us guys like they took a they took alcohol from us back in the what the 1920s and so who would have thought that that they would take alcohol from from the people mm -hmm. like you know and sure enough they took it so nobody's safe guys the government's all they're always going to try and take stuff from us take our our rights but coming from america i mean it's it's our duty to stand up and 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 unite and i don't know fight for what's right because we should all be able to to, to do what we want to do like you know raise what what whatever animals we want to raise and that's our right it's our god-given right who is the government to to tell us that we can't have a certain breed and and we can't ship them over state lines that that were felonies that that were felons because it's crazy how how government works man um they try to pass these laws where if you cross on animal across state lines you're going to be a felon and i wouldn't say that 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 i'm a felon i think i'm a pretty good guy it's just like <laughs> it's just like, like, this gecko with like you know, what's going on yeah it, it's crazy man so we just got to protect our uh, rights and if it takes don't if it takes that like that donation i'm gonna donate what it, what i can like like i say i'm i'm not a rich man but um I feel like if, if I'm making money off these animals, the least that I can do is give back. Mm. So um, you just got to look at it from, from that aspect. And of course you can do it like as a tax write-off too. So what's the harm? I mean, just do it. <laughs> just yeah. donate. Oh, George, is there, is there a version of that in the UK? So we have, uh, we don't have anything that's stopping our rights to work with animals, but we have other stuff. Like we have uh, a very small amount of reptiles in the UK, like, naturally so we have little like uh charities that protect these animals and stuff but so far from my understanding we don't have anything that is to help protect i know like the ihs does a lot but so technically our membership to the ihs will help fund go into stuff does that make any sense so the ihs 
helps a lot with if if someone comes along and says we believe that people in the UK shouldn't be working with reptiles, the IHS go on to help fight against okay, that. lawyers to fight the yeah 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 that. yeah. It's like more the IHS is more the people together. Um, but they like like Kristen says they really want to take something away. They'll take something away. Look at Doncaster. Doncaster has been there for so many years. Uh, it's one of the oldest reptile shows in the world. The uh, IHS Doncaster. I think it, it, it established since the seventeen hundreds or something. Back when uh, kings and queens were gifted uh, reptiles and stuff as gifts. So, um, yeah. but yeah, from from my understanding, we don't have anything like US Ark or anything like that. Maybe there should be something like that. Um, I'm saying, yeah. But it's, as a protection, yeah. as like a right, this is going to be like almost like a charity, you know, because you like they could come and take anything away from us. I think they actually yeah. cancelled a lot of king snakes in the UK. Um, but we'll see, we'll see what happens. But I want to say a huge uh, thank you again, Kristen, everyone um, who's been listening to the podcast. Kristen is Texas Kid Reptiles. His giveaways on there. Please sign up to reptipose.com. Um, there's loads. There's a giveaway for God's sake, people. There's there's, there's free stuff getting given away. And reptipost, I'm also on there. It is a, a Facebook page for reptiles. You got complete freedom. Yeah, you you can you can post what you want. You can put prices. Um, it's it's basically run by Gary, who is uh, obviously a hobbyist breeder. Um and a business owner, I guess, in the USA, because I'm so used to saying hobbyist breeder in the UK. Um yeah. but yeah, no, go and check that page out. Thank you so much, Kristen, for coming on. And uh thanks a lot again, Peter, my co-host, my homeless man who's looking very homeless. <laughs> looking <laughs> <ragged today>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you guys for coming on and uh hope you enjoyed this episode of the Morphtastic Podcast. Appreciate uh, it, man. Good night, Chris. Have a good one.